and I'm thankful for that. There have been times that I'm talking about my family now. There's times that we fail. There's times I fail. But he showed us mercy. And uh, somebody was talking to me a few months ago and about the companion or their daddy really was that was getting real old and never prayed. And as we talked, I told the individual, I said, as long as there's life, there's hope. As long as there's life, there's mercy. I'm glad for that. I've seen and know of a few that came right down to the end. And if it had been me, I would have shut them off a long time ago. But he showed them mercy right down the last few days. I'm glad for his mercy today. If you'd help me a while this morning, I appreciate every time God dealt. I appreciate every time that he's moved in my life. And, uh, well, I just appreciate God. Last night as I was woke, uh, woke, went to sleep shortly after I went to bed and then woke up and uh, just slept very little the rest of the night as my heart cried out to God. And uh, I've been looking at some things for a while and uh, I looked at, looked at a portion before I came for maybe towards this meeting and if it fell my lot and last night God dealt some more so I'm going to cry to preach to us today as I feel and I would like for you to help me I've enjoyed the preaching I've enjoyed the, the brother preaching like he preached last night and uh I, and don't you fall on me but uh, we didn't give him much help now I'll get into this a little bit pretty soon you remember the time when there's a lot of confusion and the day of Pentecost it just settled just came to into existence and they was accused of a lot of things and they were supposed to be drunk and I don't know what all. But pretty soon Peter stood up. And 11 more stood up with him. And Peter preached. He was the spokesman. But I really believe that every one of them, Brother David, preached with him. Every one of them. You understand me? And there was 5,000 added to the church. When the preacher preaches, every one of us ought to be preaching with him. Our minds ought to be in there. We ought to be begging God to help us to move. 
But if we're not careful, we fish it. We think about many things our minds wandering out yonder. And he pulls. And it don't have the effect that it should have had. So if you'd help me a little while this morning, I'll read a few verses, maybe, and refer to uh, some. But from Hebrews, the second chapter, I'll drop down just to the third verse. I could read the first three. But this, the Bible said, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard it. The portion I want us to look at and the portion I'll use mostly. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? First Thessalonians, about the first chapter, or second Thessalonians, I believe it is. Uh, first chapter, and about the just reading the ninth verse. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power? I begin to look back some months ago or some quite a while back and I begin to look at the Scriptures. God began to deal with me about the Word of God, the original plan. And I've used some things, and you can't preach really without using preaching from the original plan, and if it's something that man has made. But I begin to look that he. Of old, David said, he laid the foundation a long time ago. He laid the foundation. Second Timothy said that he, the foundation of God stands as sure. It don't change. We could read where he founded the foundation of building on a rock. And then later he told Peter one day as he talked to him, you know the story. He said, upon this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail again. Now don't you help me a little bit. Shall not prevail again we can go back to the original plan and we can find that he gave power to his people over the powers of darkness over the powers of sickness this is the original plan and we can read again in his there is no reason. How did he say it? About lost it. 
Well, no, let me just, just think just a moment here. Yeah. These signs shall follow them that believe. They shall lay hands. Well, let me go back. They shall great thing, any deadly thing, and it'll not hurt them. And the portion I really want is they'll lay hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. This is the original plan. And I think every one of us will agree to that. And we'll all agree that it says that the gates of hell shall not prevail. We'll agree with this. But when I turn and look at the empty seats, something's happened. Something has taken place. And it makes me have to go back to the original plan. I remember years ago in things where I was working different things. And uh, they would maybe start something over there and something over here and they had to hook them up out here. And as they went, they kept checking constantly. Coming from that away to this away. Because they knew, Brother David, when they met, they had to fit. They couldn't take a man's word, Brother Walter. They had to look at the master plan. I have worked as machinist. And I built things that just give me a chunk of iron and a print and say, make it. They've been times I've made it and I said, I made it and it didn't fit. When we found out, I missed reading the print right. I have made things that they taken and put it on or started to and it didn't fit. They brought it back and said, J.D., this don't work. What's wrong with it? It just don't fit, okay? Where's the print? And it's just like the print said. What's the matter? Let's go back to the master print. Let's go back to it and see what's the matter. This ain't working. When they got back to the master print, somewhere down the line, somebody missed it just a bit. Now help me just a little while. When I turn and look over the congregation and I see the empty seats, I see generations of young that should be here. It ain't here. Something's wrong. 
something went wrong. Somewhere down the road, somebody missed it just a little. And we never went back to the master plan to find out what's taking place. Oh, now don't you pull up on me. I've looked. I'm going to preach like a field. I've looked at two young ladies sitting right over there in this meeting. About everywhere I see one of them, I see the other one. One of them, I'm sure, lives here, and I'm not sure about the other one. But I wonder how many more of ours, their age, that should be here, that's not here. Then I'm going to ask the question, why ain't they here? He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail again it. But some more, brother, we've erred and never went back. When you testified a while ago, didn't you say something about back yonder when you woke at 2 o'clock in the morning, Mama was a-praying? How many times did you get up and come in from school and Daddy's down behind the barn? Call on God. How long has it been since these young hurt us? Help me just a little while. God's plan don't fail. But we've erred in the way that we've looked at it. We didn't err a great big bunch at once, but little by little, we have walked away from the real thing that God gave us, a plan that the gates of hell cannot prevail again. We've left that somehow and let it work again us till we do not have the power that we are to have. I'm going a little farther. I hope I can get even a little away from this pretty soon. But I young, looked at this young preacher that preached the night services. I looked at his family. I looked at all of them sitting there. I looked around the, through the congregation. I can look at the rest of us preachers. How many of our children is all sitting in the house of God? If we don't do something, there'll be a day, brother, that some of yours won't be here. What do we need to do? Go back to the master plan. Go back and get a hold of it. Look what God said. We talk about salvation, and salvation we have got so light. I mean, we have got men praying to it. We accept it if we get saved. When, brother, they never made it. I felt that one pull up on me. Oh, brother Jay, we don't know. We can't see in the heart. Is that what the master plan says? He says you'll know them. Sanctification is something that we have got again that is so light. From what the master plan talk tells it is. 
in our day, Brother Will, the back, we say, and we very, oh, I just shouted, I felt so clean, I felt so good, and God sanctified me holy, and I went on my way, and there was so rebellious again, God, that God still couldn't use him. They didn't get it. I'm talking about the master plan now. If we want this thing to work, we're going to go back, brother, to the master plan. It takes prayer. It takes consecration. A sanctified individual is one that's prepared for the use of the Almighty, for anything God desires to use the fire. But we're in a time today that fits just right when He looks for a man to step in and make up the uh, stand in the edge and make up the or stand the gap, make up the hedge, and He found none. He's looking at a, a church world today that very few men and women He can actually use. It's too hard. I'm sorry. But this is what God dealt with me with. Who's the master plan? We've erred, Brother Houston. We've missed a little here. Oh, Brother Moore, our church is doing. We are growing leaps and bounds. I mean, we're having to knock out walls. Where did they come from? From another church? You didn't get nobody saved, hardly. You just got some from another church. That ain't a help with us. That ain't a saving them from the flames of hell. We need to reach out to under them that's lost, brother. And if we expand, let's reach for them. I'm not saying that some should come from one church. There's some churches that they ought to leave. I mean that. But that ain't the building of the church we're needing. We're needing an addition. And it's going to take you, 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 me to get in our place and go back to the master plan and do it like God said, and we ever going to get it to work again. The master plan said, says where there's no vision the people perish what kind of vision have you got of hell what do you think they're doing there I didn't get saved because I love God I did not go to the altar and bow my head before God and try to get my heart before Him because I loved Him. I did not want to go to hell. I had a vision of hell, brother, and men went there. And that vision of hell was a terrible place, brother, and I did not want to go there. And I really believe you did the same thing. But after I got saved, did that move the vision of hell? It automated greater. When the preacher preaches on hell, I ought to look right over here as a young one that's 
Slowfling. What if they die lost? Boy, they're going to go. I ought to begin to look at my friends, my children, my grandchildren. That's how it's under. Oh, God, don't let them go there. Come together, one, one mind, brother, reaching for the greatness of God to keep that one out of hell. But we can preach on hell while some of us wants to sleep, while some of us is running out children in our minds and out children. That's because we have lost the vision. Could I ask you again? What do you think they're doing? Do you think they're sitting under shade trees? Drinking iced tea and playing checkers? If we go back to the master plan, but a Walter, we'll find him gnashing of teeth, screaming, crying, begging, just a drop of water. Years they've been there and they still ain't got it. They're still begging. There's that rich man that the Bible spoke about in the master plan. He's still crying, Abraham, send me just a drop of water. Let Lazarus come and dip his finger and water touch me. I'm turning it in these flames. He's still doing it. Do we have a vision? The brother and I talked just a little bit last night. I told him I couldn't say much because I know who I was going today in this. But we have lost the vision to the place that we could go to a funeral service. When as a child, the whole community got a, got under it, even sinner people bowed their heads for days, fear, because somebody died without God. And we, the church of today, can go there and before the service even begins, we'll sit there and in the body still land there and he or she's in the flames of hell and we'll talk and laugh like nothing has been going on. Is that the way the master plan tells us to do it? Where's our compassion? Where's our compassion and our fear? If I see Brother David taking a fault, if I got the compassion I need to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to go to him. Me and him is going to talk. I'm going for one reason. One reason. And that's to restore him. I ain't going to him to find out something so I can give across the country. I'm going to restore him. And that's the way ever, that's the master plan. And if we do it any other way than that, we have missed it. And that's some of the things that we have missed. The reason the, the gates of hell is pulling our children out, our friends out. And some of them don't even want to come to the house of God. They've seen this. They've seen that. They've seen fussing. They've seen fighting in the house of God. Today they are saying, where can I go? How did we get there? We left the master plan. We left the... We left the original. 
I'm not going to preach it to us much longer. I don't know if I'll ever get into this country again. I'm not wanting to feel no sympathy, but I'm really tell you I marvel because I could do what I'm doing today. Six months ago, Brother Will, I couldn't do it. But I looked at the cry of some of our people. I heard across the country, they're discouraged. Young people, where can we go? I cried. I said, God, please, would you give me a few months? Would you give me strength for a few months? I'd like to visit again, God. I'd like to pick up them this this courage. I'd like to tell the young folk, God loves them. Oh, yeah. And Brother David, I told Brother Gary what I wanted. And he said, so I forget how he said it, but we'll pray or something like that. Just two or three weeks went by and all of a sudden, what am I doing? I ain't supposed to be doing this feeling like I'm feeling. And just as the days come, I got stronger and stronger. I even went to the hay field with them and uh, used a, a, a mowing machine in the hay for 10, 11 hours a day right in the heat. And God did not let me feel one ounce of weakness in my body. And I said, thank you, God. Just sooner the cared, God. I'm going to start a circle. I'm going to try to go back and encourage and say, saints, let's go back to the master plan. Let's see what the God will do. If me and you about, brother, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Compassion, compassion will cause me to about cry before God for you. I've seen the time, Brother Houston, when compassion was great enough, when an individual stood up sick or they walked in their house and there they laid with fever. Before they said a word, tears started running down some of them's eyes. Felt so... Sorry, so humble to want to help them. Even though if some has said, God, if you let me, let me lay down, let me take it, get them up, let me feel the pain and turn them loose. That was compassion. Where is it at now? If we've got so numbed, if I can say, going to pray for people, if they ask, till they hardly even ask us anymore to come to the house to pray. Ooh. Help me a while. This ain't, this ain't new gospel. This was preached to me when I was a little boy. But of all the Harold, I've known him for a lot of years. A lot of years. He has seen many times when he went to pray and God healed. Oh, yeah. Some of you all here today has the same thing. Some of the young has seen a little. But in our day, the majority of the time when God heals... It's not because we deserve it or really wretched because of our 
place in God. It's just to show us. Don't you follow me? Just show us that his power is still there and he can do it. Did you understand that? I hope you did. Oh, yeah. When I have no compassion and don't care. When I could go in and pray for you, Brother Houston, and you sick fever, you're rolling, you're tossing. He say, pray a little prayer and get up and say, well, brother, I'm going to go home. If you need me, call me back and I'll come back. Brother, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. See, I can remember them telling me when I was about two to three months old, my mama took typhoid fever. She went down, went down, went down, and went down. They told me till they would roll her in the sheet. She couldn't even roll her body over. See, if they had not spent time, brother, I could have been a little boy that a mother, never had a mother to tell him about Jesus. I could have been a little boy that was raised and never hear a mother pray. But they came. They stayed. They stayed night and day. In the evening, they would get in the wagon, some of them in, and make a circle. Do their chores up and come back, and the rest stayed. They was prayer continuously. 21 days and nights, Brother Will. My mama laid but long in the early hours of one morning. Down behind the barn, they told me they was a praying. Had around the wagons, they was praying. Out behind the other far side of the house, some more was. In the house, they was praying. Somewhere in the morning, the Almighty God said, Hell, turn it loose. <laughs> turn it loose. The Spirit of God hit my mother. She moved a little bit. It hit her again and she moved to the side of the bed. They tell me. Her feet hit the floor. She sat there, weak, she knew. It hit her again and she come up off the bed, grabbed the foot of the bed, walked across to the two brothers that was lost. They seen what she doing. They ran and grabbed her. And about that time, the power of God hit her again. And around the, through the house, she went in a run, just about dragging him, pretty soon out the door, rejoicing and praising the Almighty God. Why? Because the saints of God, Brother was there, they loved, they had compassion, and they rest for God with everything they had. It'll work, and nothing can change it but us. The devil cannot change that right. if we are back in the master plan. Thank God. No, he can't. Only we take a, a little at a time. We very off. And if we ain't careful, if we'd ever go. You remember reading in the Old Testament of a, what was he doing? Some work on the house of God. 
uh, they found a book. They brought it to the, was it the kings. And there's a certain person that in this that is supposed to be used to read him. They didn't get somebody else. They went back and got this particular type person. Look at this. And he got to read it. And they seen that air so far from it to the king in his clothes. And they bowed before an almighty God. You know what we're needing? We're needing to bow. God have mercy on us. We have left the original plan. plan. We've left it. Oh, yes, we have, sister. There's no reason for us to have this sickness like we have it. There ain't no reason uh, but us. Did somebody say today that God didn't change? He set the plan way, way, years and years ago. Even if I could find it and say it, even by the day before man was even created, God made the master plan. This is the way it's going to do. We're going to take it and we're going to go to the flood. This people's going to get this way and, and I'm going to destroy my water and then it's going to go here and it'll run up here to this time and we'll run up here to Abraham day and then we'll run up here to Moses day and then after a while we'll bring Jesus on and that'll finish it out. He did not make it as he come to it. It was made back yonder. So let me say to you today, and I'm fixing to close, there's a master plan, brother. And we'll need to go back to it. I need to go back just a little bit. When a man gets saved, I said when he gets saved, he becomes a different individual. Old things are passed away and all things are new now. I'm not the same no more. I'm different. I'm a changed individual. I was born again. That's what salvation, that's what... Oh, Brother Moore, when I get sanctified, then I'll quit my cigarettes and I'll quit cutting my hair. If salvation don't do it, you ain't got it. Salvation will clean you up from the world. Oh, yeah, I just need to touch that a minute. See, we got to the place, and let me go here. I don't know about your country, but the last few years in our country, we won't even give a person a really time to bow and bow before God before we begin to holler, lift your hands there, praise Him. Brother, they need to bow their head and bawl. Yes, Wipe snot, if you could let me use the word. Yes, yes, to their heart rents and runs. Yes. Till it empties. Everything that's there, it runs out. Yes. And then, 
when they feel that burden of sin, they cannot keep from raising their hands. But when we hurry them, right. sometimes they never get it. And I hope you don't follow me here. But when I was young, just a young child, they preached on uh, birth. Uh, in other words, without water or dry birth. That most likely you'd never survive. And if you went to the altar without tears, you're going to make it. I ain't never forgot some of that. They preach when I was a boy. God is merciful, He wants to help. And I look this, the last few days before I got here. I see him again looking. I'm looking for a man. I'm looking for a woman that I can use. I'm looking for him. It can't be just anybody, but it's got to be a particular individual that's gone back to the master plan and prepared yourself for God. We can read you scripture where they... Turned back to God, but they never turned back with a whole heart. I read in one of the scriptures the other day, I believe it was more, uh, let me take what a king it was, uh, he had done according to his daddy and uh, in every way with it, in the sight of God, but the grove, the crea, the groves, I believe it was, he didn't destroy, and the people did not prepare their hearts for God. We're needing today. I don't care how old or young you are. And I was going to deal with another portion. If we neglect, if we don't do it, how are we going to escape the damnation? God's got a woe pronounced on us. If you don't, there's people that went to church. They've been people that's paid their tithes and said hi and cry in the house of God. No tears, no compassion. That screamed from the burning today. As far as their life, you couldn't touch it. It's things of the world. But they was not in a place that God could use them. There's a fear has gripped my heart. How many of us, how many of us would go right now if God smitten this whole place? Or how many of us is erred from the original plan? Oh, but the more I'm saved, I'm glad. But are you where God can use you? Have you dedicated your life to Him and keep yourself at a place that God will use you? I've said many times through the years, if you'll present God a man, the man, the woman, I mean, either, then God will 
use him. But you've got to present it to him. He ain't going to take you by the hour of the head and shake you and say, do it this way and that way. He's got it in the master plan and his spirit will deal with you. You can push it away, but he'll not use you. But what about the end? Where will I stand? I needed somebody to deal with that young person. Couldn't find nobody. Who are we going to be, brother? We're fixing the face of God. And He ain't going to deal with us, brother, by the way that we believe and the way we're going. But he's going to deal with us and judge us according to the master plan. In this life, the greatest crazier I have got is my family. And if I don't do everything I can to get them saved and ready to make go to heaven and to be used of God, I'm not doing them justly. They can rebel, but I have done everything I could do. But God knows if I have or not. It's up to us. Who shall? Who shall be able? Who will feel the flames of hell when life's over? And who will hear him say, well done. Well done. well done. God's a merciful God, but He's dealt many years, but He's coming to a place Amen. to truth and mercy will meet. They have met, no doubt, many times concerning each one of us. Cruz said, the souls that sin shall die in mercy said, let me dig about him just a little bit longer. Let me work on him just a little bit longer. No doubt they stood over and looked at me as one said this and the other and bagged, give me just a little more time. But soon, someday, truth is going to say no. And I'll meet my end just like I am. It's up to us. I've done my best to preach like I feel. I'm going to ask you to, in days to come, to pray that God will give me strength to do what I need to do until I'm through. And then I'll be honest with you. Tell him. Just let him come home. That's what I told him a few years ago. I was before him and I said, God, I'll uh, do whatever you want me to do as long as you want me to be here. But just as soon as I, I finished, let me come home. And I'm still sitting there today. 
Maybe some years, Brother Houston, I couldn't do much. It's kind of strange. I couldn't walk, get around just barely from the bed to the table or something of that nature. Go out somewhere, they put me in a wheelchair. But all of a sudden, the phone would ring. Somebody from across country, sometime other states, tell talk about Jay. Pick up the phone and they'd say, maybe speak a few words to encourage them. And they'd say, what does the Bible mean when it says so-and-so? Let me get my Bible. Somebody bring my Bible to me and I'll flip to it. We've sat there and I've sat there and they're several miles away. And the great Holy Ghost would move. I feel the quickening of him. I've even heard them shouting on the other end and talking in tongues, brother. Hour go by and we in the concert conversation. A few days here come another one. But when I got up, what a kind of move around, it changed a little. Down call calls didn't come. But I had another way to start in. Still couldn't do much, and, but I could stand and teach. So they wanted me to teach a Bible class. I said, okay. They told me, said, if you can't stand, sit on the altar. I'd done that for some time. Then I got walking, preach a little bit. Preach one service on Monday, like Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday. I'm out of it. I don't have enough power, enough strength to even hardly get out of the bed. But as the time come, it changed. You understand me? I've always preached regardless what state you're in, young or old. God's got something for you to do. Every one of you. So when I'm finished, let me still say with God, God, just let me come home. I don't want to stay when there's nothing else. Just let me get out of here. God bless you. Thank you to all who join us in making Echoes of Holiness Radio possible. The advertisements provide less than 20% of the cost of broadcasting. We appreciate all that have helped to make up the difference. To contact us about partnering with us in prayer for Echoes of Holiness or about contributions, you may do so at Echoes of Holiness Radio P.O. Box 161, Augusta Springs, Virginia 24411 or online at echoesofholiness.org. Thank you for joining us this year. 